Hello, my beautiful beanies, and uh, welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. Um, I'm afraid, we're, it really, the main topic of discussion, well, I'm not afraid, but it's just the way it is, is still uh, the wake of the Christchurch terror attacks, of course. Um, uh, we, we've got some uh, praise for police. We've got this uh, proposed sort of crackdown on social media uh, but before any of that, uh, really, one of the hot topics is banning these bloody guns. I think we actually need to make New Zealand gun-free. That's what we need to do. All gun-free. Yep, all gun-free. Instead of changing the law, just get rid of all the guns out of the shops. That's wow. That's my view. Yeah, good luck with that one. How, how could you do that? What would you? What would you? What would you? What would you say to the people who have uh, wild dogs plundering their flocks and have no way of shooting them? What would you say to the farmers then who couldn't shoot their rabbits uh, that were ruining their crops, etc.? Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's my way. I'm allowed. To, I'm, it's only my own view. Yep. Instead of changing the gun law, get rid of all guns. You would be if you if you if, if if the Dominion of New Zealand under the rule of Matthew managed to get rid of all guns altogether, you would be a leader in the world, Matthew. Nobody else would have done what you've done. That's my view. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I, I I've always liked that we're completely snake free, and it's made us quite unique in the world. Um, but it's it's really interesting when you see these farmers and things claim that they just couldn't operate with it, unless they could shoot thousands and thousands of um, rabbits and so forth there must be other ways of killing them surely anyway uh, I guess I just I'm just not rural enough to understand these things uh, we all sort of want to do something to help we've all got ideas uh, here uh, is what Kerry McIver was talking about there are ways people feel they can make a difference surrendering semi-automatic weapons and or supporting gun law changes that will make it difficult for people to get their hands on heavy-duty weapons, one way of feeling you can make a difference, withdrawing from social media until such time as the social media platforms change their ways. Even better, refusing to advertise on social media until a way can be found to moderate hate speech. Refusing to put up with bigotry and xenophobia and racism even amongst your own family members, whether it's happening to you or to somebody else in real life or on social media, ways that people feel they can make a difference, that they can actually do something. So often on Talkback, you know, you hear people saying, somebody's got to do something. Well, in this case, you have the Prime Minister using legislation, you have gun owners deciding that they can't keep semi-automatic weapons, despite the fact that they're a useful tool. There are other tools they can use, and the convenience doesn't justify the harm. You've got businesses pulling their advertising from social media to say, listen, you need to up your game. You are not a responsible corporate citizen. Until such time as you behave responsibly, we don't want to advertise with you. And you've got individuals who are saying they will not put up with even attempts at jokes if they're racist, xenophobic, bigoted. Is it enough? Is it enough to make a measurable difference?
I would have thought that the biggest change that could come would be on social media. Finding ways of policing the dark web. Shining a light into the cockroaches who scuttle there because they know their views are abhorrent to everybody else, so they have to find a place to hide and speak amongst themselves. Expose them. Use the algorithms that ensure that social media is so good at chasing the dollar to chase down the people who want to do the rest of the world harm. I think that would make more difference than any other change. Uh, Okay, so we'll come back to that uh, shortly, that whole... Social media's really got themselves into a lot of trouble over this. Uh, So, like I say, we'll come back to that. Uh, I just wanted to uh, briefly hear from Marcus, uh, who just thinks the police did an amazing job. Uh, under the worst circumstances imaginable the other night. And I know when the story unfolded, I couldn't believe and was angry how long it had taken for the police to actually catch this guy. Uh, But once I'd seen the scenarios and the dynamic nature and the fact that these two cops managed to drive into him, I still don't know how they managed to do that and not get shot. I presume the guy was driving um, with the firearms in the other seat, but what they did, there might have been an element of surprise. I can't even work out if they were in the... Uh, police car, I think they were in police cars, but I thought that was one of the great examples of police heroism I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. To actually manage to disable the car and to get the alleged perpetrator and get him cuffed without the IEDs going off, without him to be able to shoot any of those unsuspecting people that were there, I thought was, uh, was just... Yeah, and I know Mike Bush said at the time what amazing police work they had done, and he was spot on with that. Uh, so, yeah, don't know how much they can do about um, stopping stuff going online that shouldn't be going online. Apparently Facebook didn't even know about any of this until the police told them. Uh, here is uh, Simon Muta from Spark. Uh, he's really taking them to task. Weird given that Spark the main purveyors of this kind of content. Uh, I don't understand how that works. So you've had a huge weekend trying, as I understand it anyway, to eliminate this content. How have you been going about it? Well, we, um, as ISPs, we really have relatively simple tools for that, Larry. We can block sites that we we can see are harbouring this content, and we can really only do that temporarily because we don't have the long-term rights to do that. And so, you know, why we've got together and made this call is... You know, clearly the events of Christchurch and the way the gunman was trying to use social media to, you know, uh, Mm. glorify his actions and things needed us to take some action. And you've got to remember there are, you know, our children are seeing these images if we don't intervene. And, you know, a lot of vulnerable people in our society who can't really cope with this sort of thing. So we've done our best and now we're calling on the big um, platform providers who really... Uh, should be managing more how this material is uploaded and shared. Uh, you know, we, as I said, we're the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. These are the guys who've got the technology and could do something about them. Have they been problem. doing their bit, in your view? Oh, they they respond well once we draw their attention to this type of um, material, and they do have, you know, sound processes for 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 dealing with it after the fact to uh, to slow it spread, but. You know, a lot of the harm is done very quickly, as you can see, um, you know, the, the live streaming to Facebook of this particular um, video, for example, 
uh, has found itself, you know, has found its way all around the world. It's now hosted on, you know, many hundreds of of different sites, and that all originated through that Facebook live streaming. And so, we're really saying, you know, how do we manage the upload of this material and contain it before it gets going? Yep. And when you're mothering as many teenagers as Kay Hawksby is these days, uh, really controlling or trying to control uh, some of the worst content that's available on the internet uh, and her teenager's access to it is it becomes an obsession, I think. Can they contain it, though? The providers say with the millions of documents, comments, photos and film being uploaded every second around the world, it's nigh on impossible to contain. It's whack-a-mole. But surely they can do better. Even on a smaller scale, my Christchurch-based sister says she's noticed in the past few years an upsurge in the vitriol in her business's customer complaints section. She believes with the prevalence of social media and everyone now believing they have an outlet and they have a voice and they have a platform, that there's been a diminishing level of respect in how people communicate. She said she's been shocked at some of the comments on her business websites. She employs a lot of immigrants and she says the level of hate for minority groups online sickens her. She believes social media has become a breeding ground for trolls, a place where everyone believes they have a right to be heard, even if their views are hateful. So how have we allowed this to fester and prosper for so long? Have we become immune to the level of division and hate? How can we stamp it out at grassroots level? Maybe the best place to start is by teaching our children that there is no place ever, anywhere, for even casual racism or discrimination. Remember when we, we thought uh, stopping our kids looking up porn was the worst thing that could possibly happen? <sighs> I'm Glenn ZB. That has been News Talk ZB uh, for Wednesday. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get things looking a little more positive day by day. Uh, we'll try again uh, tomorrow for more. See you then.